0: Hi uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast, and as part of our Unsung Hero series, we are going to have a conversation with someone that has done something amazing, that again, if we had had this conversation, I know I wouldn't have known about it, I don't think you would have either. This is Jill Knowles, and she is a she's a fantastic communicator. Uh, she, she really is, in fact, behind the scenes, she's talking about starting her own podcast, which we wanted to encourage, because we think she could do some, some great stuff uh, on her own. Today, we're glad to have her as a guest on the Good News Podcast. She's talking about, uh, just an unbelievable a trip of a lifetime where where she went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro but she didn't just go to do a climb which in itself would be a significant thing she also went and served for, for a week and helped build homes for women there to be empowering women helping women Um, get uh, a life uh, together, to to start a business, to have a a place to live. So there is so many elements to this incredible individual, and we're going to get to hear about that in this Unsung Hero story. Friends, welcome to Good News Podcast. Let's dive in. Hey everyone welcome to the good news podcast and we are we are so excited about this this summer series we're doing called unsung heroes and this is someone who as i said in the intro is just got so many dimensions to her life i can't wait to get into this conversation this is jill knowles and jill thanks so much for being a part of the good news podcast today i just love love who you are and what you're doing and let's start with like this incredible trip the trip of a lifetime Uh, where you, where you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Tell us a bit about that. We're just going to go from there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and I love talking about this. I've probably told this story a million times now, it seems, but it's such a great story. So um, I actually went with a group of people I didn't know. Hmm. So it was six people and um, the travel group was called You Go Impact. And so they always have this sort of challenge component to it, which was Kilimanjaro, but I also volunteered for a week. So there's usually mm. a volunteer component in it. So we volunteered for a week first in Tanzania with a women's group. So the foundation is called the DARE Women's Foundation. Mm. And we built a house that's meant to be a shelter for uh, for this women's wow. group. So it's not done yet. Okay. But, but in a week, um, we were able, the foundation was laid when we got there and then we were able to build up the bricks the um cement bricks yeah. and we put the mortar on and and all that kind of stuff. So we got to the top. So there's no roof yet, but we were able okay. to build the structure. Um and we worked with um we call them the mamas. Um but they're all the sort of the the leaders and the women in mm. in in these groups. And so we hired them for the week to come out and cook for us and hang out with us for the day and it, it's very interesting because I don't speak Swahili. They spoke minimal English. Mm. Um, but there was this huge connection there, mm. which was really great. Mm. So the trip was kind of like three parts. There was this part, which was super rewarding. And then there was the climb of yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro, which also was another week. Yeah. And then, um, and that was rewarding in a totally different way, which I'll tell yeah. you more okay. about. Cool. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then I did a three-day safari at the end of it, which was wow. just fun. It was nice yeah. to kind of wind down after the hard work. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love, I love the, the, the multiple dimensions of this, of this trip and mm-hmm. the purposefulness of it uh, as well. It was just I want to kind of go back to the serving part and, mm-hmm. and building. What was the home for that, that, that you were building and, and, and what's life like there in Tanzania, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the life like there and, and why was it important to build a home like this? How, mm-hmm. what, would, what would be the, the, the understanding and hope of the impact of, of this?
1: Mm-hmm so so the foundation is called the Dare Women's Foundation and um, it's led by this wonderful woman Maggie and um, essentially the these women have are on their own usually with children so they've been through a domestic abuse situation they've been divorced you know the husband has has left and now it's it's the mom with the kids left, and they weren't the primary mm. money maker before. Okay. So, so this group provides them shelter and a place to live, wow. as well as um, gives them business loans to start up their own businesses. So they showed us how they make money while we were there, and so they make these sort of footstools out of big plastic water bottles because uh, recycling and garbage is kind of an issue mm. there, right? And so they would reuse as much as they can. They would make art and jewelry out of beads, and um, some of them would go to certain areas and buy produce and then, you know, resell it at a better area. So whatever the business is that they wanted to have, Mm -hmm. usually some sort of, like, they were making something, um, this foundation will lend them the money to get started, and then they have a very long time to kind of sort of pay back that loan.
0: Okay, okay. Wow, that's like transformative yeah, I, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah and these women were so incredibly grateful too and then they become sort of the matriarchs of this organization and so as new women are coming in they mentor them and and help them okay
0: yeah amazing and I know women empowerment is a big piece of of what's that at your heart and passion mm-hmm, about it. so mm-hmm. really want to get into that but but before we do yeah got to talk about climbing yes. Mount Kilimanjaro yeah. okay so what 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 was that like? How how far is it? How many days does it take? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's yeah.
1: It is just under 20,000 feet. Um, nineteen three fifty, something like okay. that. I forgot exactly. Um, but it's um ugh, it's a lot. It was way more than I expected. Really? I knew it was gonna be a trip. I mean, it's a seven-day hike, and you it's do a seven that. Seven-day hike. Yeah. So you sleep in tents on the side of the mountain and it's more of a hike than a climb but there are days where you are physically climbing just okay. not with climbing sure. apparatus you're, but you're you walking are
0: up at a fairly yeah significant like you, you know you
1: have to kind of use your hands and crawl up and um, so there are difficult parts to it so there's definitely a training aspect involved um but you're not showering for a week you're not sleeping very well for a week and it's also very cold like mm. it's minus 15 at the top. Um, our first night was actually very cold. I think Mm. it was about 8 degrees the first night, which I didn't expect. I thought we'd have like three days of warmth and then it would get colder as you increased in elevation. Um, I think the fastest person in the world has climbed it in a matter of hours. So, So the reason you do seven days is not because... It takes that long it's because you're also acclimatizing okay. and trying not to get altitude sickness. Yeah, so yeah. especially if, you know for us here in the the GTA yeah. we're, we're I don't know a couple hundred feet above sea level yeah. maybe um it's you know you have to adjust to that. Okay. You actually take um medication called Diamox which is to help you with with altitude help you not get altitude yeah. sickness.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but you had to train for this I assume. Eh? What was that, what was that like getting yeah. ready for preparing for? It?
1: Um so I would say at least six months and and I would do hikes in, in my local area, like sort of on the Niagara Escarpment, you know, through Halton, Milton. Um, but I found that that wasn't um, helping me as much because mm. I didn't find it challenging. So I knew that we were going to be walking on quite a bit of an incline. So I did a lot of hill runs with a weighted vest and okay. just... And the other thing is each day you're hiking about eight hours and you're going at a very slow pace. In Swahili, the word is pole pole, which means slowly. And so Mm. they're constantly telling you to slow down because you need to so that you have the strength and that you don't get altitude sickness. Uh, But you're hiking for eight hours a day. so. You need to sort of have the stamina. Mm. So I would try and do some longer hikes in preparation for that and, and do something on an incline like the hill runs or
0: things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like three or four times a week I would be doing this.
0: Wow. Wow. And and, like, are you an active person generally? Is that something? that? that...
1: Yeah. I I would say I am. I I sort of get off and on. I mentioned Uh, uh, that I run the around the Bay race in March of 2022 um, but then I haven't run since then because then I was training for this. So sure. it was more yeah. of a hiking component than a yeah. running components, components. So I have, um, that athleticism and the drive and, okay. but, um, I, I felt like I got into way better shape having this sure. sort of stricter routine yeah. around it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I am, uh, I'm just really intrigued by this whole experience. What, what were some of the highlights? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of the hike in particular, um, we'll come back to the empowerment of women, which, you know, mm-hmm, what a huge, I mm-hmm. huge, uh, just love that you, you did that as part of this trip. But yeah, what, the hike itself, what were some of the highlights from, yeah, from, from um, the experience?
1: You know what? On the mountain, it's, it's so beautiful and it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. There's no cell service. So you don't have your phone for a week. You're really just connecting with other people. Some of them you don't speak the same language okay. as.
0: How many would have been on the, on the trek?
1: Um, So my group was six, but every night all the groups would camp at the same site. So there were different sort of areas of sleeping. And I bet you there was about, I would say about a hundred travelers there. But just to put it in perspective of how many porters and guides there would have been, for our group of six, we had 12, three guides and then nine porters. So you've got quite a bit of support because they're carrying up the tents and they go ahead of you, set up your tents, mm. your food. Um, they carry your big heavy packs and your sleeping bag. You're just kind of carrying a day pack. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to carry. So you need a lot of porters and they're carrying food too. Like when you first start, they're carrying water and food sure. and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so highlights um, it's so there were a lot of people, but, but getting, so the connection with all mm. these different people, mm. um, it was so incredibly beautiful and quiet. Like, mm. you you know, you can sometimes just get lost in your, your phone or the day-to-day Absolutely. or social media and all that kind of stuff. So just it really forced you to step away and just enjoy the beauty and nature and other people and connection. Uh, so that was a huge highlight. Um, the trip as a whole was a highlight. So just kind of stepping back on – why I did the trip. Um, I wasn't in a great place. And some of this ties into the the women empowerment part okay, too. But from yeah. a confidence perspective, mm. I felt like I needed something. Mm. I didn't know what it was, but I felt like I needed something. And mm. so this Africa trip, a friend of mine had done it uh, the same trip with this Yugo Impact group two years before. And she was like, it was life-changing. I was like, I need something life-changing. Wow. So um, I had signed up for it, got delayed a few times because of COVID, but I knew that I needed something to just sort of, you know, pick up my 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 confidence and just yeah. something I could feel good about and proud about. And um, so after the whole trip, was done, like after the climb was done, it was like this huge feeling of like, wow, if I can do that, I can do anything. Right. So So it
0: really was significant for you personally. Yeah. How you felt about yourself, life, future.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And you have a lot of time to think because you're hiking for eight hours a day. And the first day or two you're chatting with everybody. And then you're just sort of tired and don't really want to chat. So you're just kind of thinking and walking for eight hours a day. So
0: I like to who who goes without their phone? I know. Or like other than when you're sleeping, yeah. right, which I don't know if that really counts, right? Yeah, so yeah. like who goes out without their phone for like 7 minutes, I let know. alone 7 hours, yeah. let alone 7 days. I know. So I what know. what what was that? What was that like? Uh, um my my sense is probably on your trip you're not really missing it, but yeah. but what yeah, what was the impact for you afterwards that even? Like what was that like? Not to yeah. Have how that constant information flowing in and out and reacting to people and that yeah. you know you get the endorphins when you're get something in and, you know, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So what was that part of the experience it was, like?
1: I don't know, like very relaxing because yeah. this is a high paced world and I have a, yeah. you know, a high demand job and I have two little boys and I just mm-hmm. find everything moves very fast. Mm-hmm. And when things are really rushed, makes me anxious. You mentioned about the constant information, you know, notifications on your phone. Mm-hmm. I wear the Apple watch because I like to track all my steps, but I also find it distracting when you get a notification yeah, on there yeah, saying, ding. oh, someone texts you or You're like, yeah. oh, like it just takes your <laughs> your thoughts away from the moment. So yeah. it was so easy to be just in the present moment there because there weren't any distractions and it just felt really easy and very relaxed. It was like, okay, let's take a little snack break. And you know, it's just, you're mm. not sitting down to pick up your phone. You're yeah. sitting down to like, Think about what you're eating and have the time to not scarf it down or quickly drink something because you got to move on to the next
0: thing. Like mm. you could actually take a break, be in the present moment. Wow. Which is so rare, right? Eh? Very rare. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it strikes me that, uh, sorry, what was the word for slow, slowing down? Pol- pole pole. Pole pole. It was yep. more than just the pace of your hike, it sounds like, eh? Just the, yes. the even though you're doing this, it's interesting because you're, it's almost like, yeah, yeah, like you're doing this. Significant, really, really big thing. Yeah, um, which kind of gets you energized and jacked up for right. But you're slowing down in in other ways, as far as not only the pace, but just the right. Yeah, very different. Uh, yeah, very different week for you.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and emotionally too, because yeah. when you get closer to the top, I mean, you've now gone a few days with you know very little sleep. You know, you're freezing. You're a bit more emotional. It's just it's just the wear yeah. and tear of the yeah. trip towards the end. Uh, I did get altitude sickness. So uh, for me, even with taking that medication, I had the worst migraine I've ever ha- had and felt like I had the flu. And so I couldn't eat. I couldn't stomach anything. Um, so I'm trying to do the last night, you do the final uh, push to the summit. And so that's the hardest part of the trip when you're literally at your worst. And mm. so there's this huge emotional component of it and so as I was walking up there and you're just thinking like I'm never gonna get there it's Mm. never gonna happen you feel defeated and they would they were saying that that pole pole every minute it seemed like and it was like it's okay it's Mm. okay you'll get there Mm. right and so it was encouraging at that point and it was like you know we all looked very tired few of us were crying at this point (laughs) right and so them saying pole pole was not just slow your actual steps, oh. it was like, just slow down. Yeah, you will yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Like, believe that you in yourself okay. and in yeah. the universe that you will get yeah. there and, you know, just just let go yeah. because there's nothing else you can do but just kind of keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, 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 relax. Yeah. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. encouragement too. The word was bringing encouragement, it sounds like.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, one more question. Yes, this, I, yeah. I, I, so uh, what did you do? When you got to the top, like, what was that like?
1: Oh my gosh! What so was that
0: feeling like what? Yeah,
1: I it's 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 very uh, anticlimactic. Okay. So everyone said, and I don't know, maybe this is how the movies portray it, but everyone <laughs> said, when you got to the top, did the clouds part and this beam of light came down on you, and you were like, ah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, not yeah. at all. And I do think people have that moment. I did not. I had it after, but okay. in that moment. I was so sick. I almost quit a few times, mm. it, it, but when I finally made it, I said to my hiking partner who we kind of stuck together, her name's Helen. Mm. I said, "Let's take this stupid picture and get out of here and head down." Oh. Cuz I was so just I didn't want to be there. I felt so sick and and you also have a 4-hour hike down now after you've just okay. hiked 8 hours through the middle of the night in -15 degree weather. And it's freezing at the top, so you don't want to, like, hang out there.
0: No.
1: Uh, The sun was out. It was beautiful. But I was up there for long enough to take a picture and then headed down. Okay. Um, So whenever I tell anyone that, they're always like, oh, that doesn't sound great. (laughs) But I will say, once I came down in elevation and I started feeling better physically, then I started having, I don't know if you call it an epiphany, but I... I was just like, wow. Like mm. the weight of what I had just done and the connections I'd made and the gratitude I had that mm. my mind and body allowed me to do that really hit me. So okay. it did happen. It just happened about a day and a half later.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Amazing. Oh boy. Well. Wow. I mean I know you know we we hardly know each other we just you know met today and so glad that we have Joe. but I, I was like, to say I'm really proud of you man like like I'm really proud of you that's yeah, like that's thank an amazing you. Thank you. accomplishment yeah. and uh, I uh, yeah no I and, and I think so, I was so, proud
1: of myself too yeah. which came as part of the confidence piece okay. because I that was really hard yeah. that's the hardest thing I've ever done Yeah I remember at one point when I was um at the very last stage probably in the last hour and um, I said to my hiking partner, Helen, I said, I would rather have three more babies, like a birth to three more babies, than do this again. Like, wow. I found it harder than that okay. process. And so um, so when you say, you know, you're very proud yeah. of me, I was very proud of myself. Awesome. And that did give Even me a right. lot of yeah. confidence and belief in yeah. myself that I think I was missing before.
0: Yeah. 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 Can we talk a bit about that? Like yeah. how, did, how did that that confidence, you've done something really, really hard, not that you had, mm-hmm. you've had kids, so you've done hard things before, yeah. but this, this was in another, almost another category for you. So yeah. like, like having done something really, really hard, how did that translate? How is it translating to, to your life?
1: Yeah, it's, it's translated to a lot of different areas. Um The kids, you asked me about the people there and what, what they're mm-hmm. like. I mean, mm-hmm. so kind and they have nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. So You know, me coming home to my kids who have, um, you know, the newest, you know, Nintendo Switch and video game system and bikes and they don't have any of that. And so the gratitude coming home was the piece that I really held on to. Um, And then that feeling of, gosh, if I can do that, I can do anything. And so things didn't seem as hard anymore. So if I got into a situation at work that might have stressed me out before... um, I felt like I was just like, Joe. you just climbed Kilimanjaro. Wow. This isn't that difficult. So I was almost talking myself out of sure. a difficult situation saying like, it's not that difficult. It's not, you're not climbing a mountain. Um, but we're, with we're, my kids, the yeah. be, just being really present, having a ton of gratitude um, and sharing the experience with them too. Yeah. Like when I told them, there's one day we were playing with these kids in the neighborhood. And as soon as you come to a neighborhood a lot of the kids don't go to school there. So there's a lot of neighborhood kids that are out playing and they see the tourists. And so then they run over to that house and all of a sudden there's like 15 little kids running around. And we were playing a game of dodgeball and they don't have any balls. So they had a bunch of rolled up socks into a ball and they played with us and we played with them for about an hour and I've laughed so hard and they laughed so hard and like they were serious about this dodgeball game. And I just remember being in that moment like, they're having so much fun, yeah. and I'm having so much fun, and this is a ball like a rolled up ball of socks, mm. you know. So you can have fun and have that connection without the
0: material things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, so many lessons, eh? And mm-hmm. bring back In- yeah. incredible, incredible. So the the empowerment of women like that was obviously a, a big part of the trip, you know. Yes. But but my sense is that that's been a part of your life and a part mm-hmm. of who you are and something that you're. Rightfully so, really passionate, but I, think we, I, I hope we all are. Right? Yeah, I, I feel like we should be, you know, and, yeah. and want to continue to work towards a, a much more equal mm-hmm. world that 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 mm-hmm. I believe God intended us to, to live into and, and yeah. be. Um, w- yeah, tell us a bit about about where that comes from, that that piece of your life, and yeah. and how you're trying to um, live in in into that uh, for yourself, but also for others. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, I think. It wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I realized I was missing a big part of that for myself. I've always been a very strong and independent person, but I don't think I had a lot of the the self-confidence. I think girls and women grow up with a lot of these sort of societal pressures um, that, you know, kind of make it into our adult life and then may not be our strongest selves getting Mm into our 20s and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, I realized that I was part of that group and I didn't didn't like that. And I had a lot of insecurities around that. And so um, I actually did therapy in my, well, it would have been, I guess, in my late 30s. um, You know, went through a bit of a family situation where I, you know, it seemed to be chaotic at the time. And so I did therapy and through that realized like, oh, I'm learning a lot about myself and mm. and strength and inner strength and confidence that I guess I didn't really realize before I didn't have that. And so once I had it, I felt really empowered. And then I'd see colleagues and friends struggling with the same thing. Mm. And so I just felt like I need to, you know, I need to be there for you okay. and I, I yeah. want to help. And I am someone who finds it truly rewarding to help other people. So, um, you know, fast forward a bit and and I've done a lot of that with my sort of, you know, inside mm. circle. Um, but I work in finance and finance is kind of a man's mm. industry and mm-hmm. and women are typically underserved. And so I would start seeing some of this with my clients who, you know, maybe didn't manage money or, or, or weren't given that sort of empowerment growing up mm-hmm. because... My generation is a little bit more empowered, but I look at my mom's generation Mm. and not at all. Like they Mm. didn't learn about having kind of power with money or financial independence. And so then it became, I really want to help my clients Mm. with this. And Mm. so, um, yeah, it just became about like instilling the confidence, not just, you know, personally or emotionally, but then also from a business and and financial sense as well.
0: Mm. And when you say women are underserved. Yes. um, can unpack that a little bit because I, I don't know if everyone would realize, you know, and I think yeah. that would be helpful for people to be more aware yeah, of some of yeah. the realities, and then hopefully get on the solution side as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of studies out there, um, and again, if you if you look at the big kind of population as the baby boomers, so you've got a lot of women in their 60s who didn't grow up with any sort of financial independence. It's yeah. not really taught in school. I had one grade nine intro to business class where I think we learned about like how banks work, mm-hmm. money management. I think there's a bit more of it now. Um, but I think we could do a lot more to improve financial acumen for everyone. But sure. I do think that women have been less encouraged from, you know, a young age into their into their 20s. And so when I say it's sort of a man's industry, um, there are 10% of the advisors at my... Fr- that are women mm. so there's not a lot of women representation mm. as we've learned with women's sports and yeah. women in different industries and women of color and uh, you know their the representation matters yeah. yeah, and so you know that's just improving now um, and then also um, I would say um, you know just having the um, having more conversations, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like knowledge is power, yeah, right? And sure. so, uh, but then there's the emotional part of it too, where it's money is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. I think to everyone. I yeah. don't think that's a male female yeah. thing. I think to everyone. But I think there's more emotional ties to it with women. So if you don't have um, other women, sort of, you know, leaning into some of the the more emotional pieces when it comes to you know, planning around your finances for your family, then, you know, there's this piece that's missing. Mm. And so, and I've even been in a situation myself where I felt a little bit intimidated in a room Mm. full of men who, you know, there's a little bit of this um, uh, sort of like, I know more than you know, sort Mm. of mentality. And, And then I've sort of felt myself like, Sinking more to the back and not talking as much, and I'm like, why? Why is that? And I I see that with a lot of people. Okay. So, so a lot of um, a lot of companies that they're doing more for that, like bank-owned investment firms, are doing yeah. a lot more for um, empowering women on you know the the banking and wealth management and and borrowing side yeah. for women business owners. And I just love being a part of it because cool. it's very rewarding. Because yeah. I feel like there may have been a situation with some of these women where they felt like they couldn't speak up and now they have a voice mm. and I'm there with them. Mm. I'm your cheerleader and I can help you. And it just, I don't know. I it just, it's very rewarding mm. to see them feel empowered. Yeah. So well, thank I keep doing you. more Thank of that. you yeah. for that
0: really <laughs> important work. And I hope all of us, as we hear this conversation, realize that we all can be part of enabling that and, mm-hmm. and helping with that and hearing other, everybody's voice and really, yeah, just kind of taking more, like you said, awareness uh, of the temperature of the room and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, yeah, and humility and grace. And those things are really beautiful things that can really bring us all to the table together. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, for yeah
1: sure. The emotional right. intelligence part of it, the EQ yeah. that yeah, everybody yeah. talks about. And it's like, yeah. um, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the message that that I try and put out like yeah. it's okay because you know t- talking about anything whether it's your family or money or whatever like those are all things that bring up these emotions mm-hmm. and if you can't work through that by being able to be vulnerable then you're not sort of moving ahead mm-hmm. and so if I can sort of help you on that journey then mm-hmm. I'd love mm-hmm. doing that.
0: Well you are definitely an amazing person Joel and you. Uh, what we're calling the unsung hero so yeah. thank you thank you <laughs> thank so much you. for for that. Uh, before we I want to pray for you before we close, if I could uh, just give thanks for this, but uh good news podcast rapid fire here if we could okay. to, to close off. So best thing going on in, in your in your home and your family these days. Uh
1: my son's playing rugby, that really excites me. So yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. That's great. Uh best thing going on in, in your neighborhood or your community.
1: Um, I would say the uh the women's initiatives that I've been involved with. Um, I mentioned the bank owned firms. I, I work with Scotia. And, um, uh, Scotia wealth management and they have the Scotia women's initiative and they're doing a lot of really good things yeah. out in the community and I get yeah. to be part of it. So yeah. it's
0: a lot of fun. Cool. Including, uh, we were talking earlier about hopefully bringing a professional women's basketball team. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Yeah. So cheering, have, have cheering for that one with you. Hopefully we all are. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, best thing going on in our world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I've noticed that just, just general kindness and compassion. I don't know if COVID changed things or not, but people seem to be more compassionate and kind and patient than they were before. And mm. I've really experienced that, mm. and and it fills my cup
0: for sure mm. too, to to mm. have that. Beautiful, cool. Oh, thanks again, Jill. And uh, love to say a prayer for you before yes, we go. Yes, thanks for yeah, having yeah. me. Cool. Yes, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah loving and, and gracious God, it just filled with. Thanks and gratitude for for Jill and for the way that you are working in and and through her life. Uh, thank you for the, the 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 way that you you led her to do this incredible um, adventure, this excursion, where she certainly blessed um, women in particular in in Tanzania. Grateful for the work that was done, and pray for all of those people who we blessed by that work, and and for this this adventure of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. For the the theme of slowing down, of being more present, of of having confidence that that you can enable us to do hard things—all great themes for for Jill's life, but also for for all of us—and and for this passion around enabling everyone to have a voice, uh, to, for women to be empowered, for us to be human together. We believe you desire that to be the reality in our world, and help us all to play whatever role we can, um, in that. So, thanks again for your, uh, your just the life you give to us, and just all that you're doing in and through. Uh, Jill's life in, in, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well thanks again Jill. Thank you. Yeah, so much. And thank you everyone for being part of the Good News Podcast family. Always good to be with you. Hope to see you again real soon. Well friends I, I don't know about you but man like like there were so many lessons from from Jill's story that that I found really relevant for, for my life. And I just love how this this experience that she really felt led to go on. In influenced so much of her life, so many pieces of, of her life. That that idea of, of slowing down, of 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 slowing down not only on the walk up this incredible trek, but also slowing down like not having her phone. For seven days, like, can you? I, 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 would, I would just challenge any of us to even, even try out that for a day. Let alone, can you imagine seven days not having your phone, not, not doing, you know, social media, not having texts coming in, um, uh, constantly. Just, just the, the slowing down of her life and the lessons that came with that to be present with her family, uh, to to have confidence because she did something that was really hard. And for that to, again, really roll into every aspect of her life, that now when something hard comes up, (laughs) she might've been a little overwhelmed before, but now what happens is she thinks, well, hey, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I can handle this. I love it. When we do hard things, it builds up our, it just builds up our ability to do more hard things. And so I'm not sure what your life is like, but if it's like most of us, you face some hard things sometimes. So I pray that you also will be encouraged, be inspired by Jill's story, but maybe we make it our own story too, because we can do hard things. God can help us um, survive and work through and do hard things. Friends, I uh, hope you were inspired as much as I was. Uh, this is a great individual, and we just are so blessed to have her as part of the Good News Podcast family now, as we are to have you. God bless you and be with you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham, and I uh, hope to see you again real soon.